Hey, hey there, future fans. It's a, it's a new week, and you know what that means. More new movies. That is right. We have new movies this week, and we have the unofficial kickoff of blockbuster season. Remember, Avengers tried to start that two weeks back, and now they're the fifth biggest movie of all time. But what's next? What is the next big movie, and what do we have in our future? Well, for the future, you'll have to watch future episodes of Future Flicks. See what I did there? But now, for this coming week, you know what it is. We have Deadpool 2. Is it my pick? We will see. I mean, it is a safe bet, but who knows? I have been surprising at times. Will this be a surprising week or won't it? We will find out. This is the week of May 18th, 2018, and this is episode 89 of Future Flicks with Billiam. Welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. We are almost at 90, which means we are almost at 100 episodes. And I'm stumped. I I really don't know what to do. I I wanted to do a giveaway. Or I could just roll a dice and set all of the constant commenters, uh, give them a number on the dice, and then see who just who wins whatever prize it is. I don't know. We'll see. But I feel like I should do something, and I just don't know what that is yet, so so we'll see. I'll, I'll brainstorm on that. But ladies and gentlemen, in case you are turning in for the first time, in which case I say welcome. Welcome to you, and Robert, if you are listening, welcome to the show. And don't forget to check out Nerds of the Squared Circle since you love wrestling. But anyway, let me tell you what it is I do on this show, just in case you're new. So on this show, on Future Flicks with Billiam, I, your host Billiam, I go over every movie that comes out during the week and I give my thoughts on it. I break them into two categories. That is limited releases. Those, of course, are movies that don't get wide releases. And for that, I just tell you who's in them and what it's about. Sometimes I'll say a couple words on them, but I I try to keep it short. And then I also have a wide release section. Those are movies that are going to hit a lot of theaters. And also in that section, I put any limited releases that I think look really good into that category just so you can know about them, and sometimes if I have a lot of bad things to say about it, I'll put it in there just so I can go on a rant. The show always starts out with news and trailers, anything that caught my eye, and then we finish it all up with a question of the week, which we actually got an answer for that didn't originate from me or Anne. So there we go. Yay, we got an answer. And we'll go over that at the end of the show, But let me get into some housekeeping before we get into the news so you can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast app. You can listen to me on the Somewhat Nerdy website. You can find me on our Facebook page. Please don't forget to give the podcast a rating. We would love, or I would love, five stars. You know, all the stars, as they say on Somewhat Nerdy Radio. And hey, Someone Nerdy Radio just dropped a new episode and Danger is back, so all is right in the world. 
Though nerds of the squared circle missed their episode this week, because, you know, life happens, but that means it is not yet a perfect week. Anyway, you can also get in contact with me if you want to answer the question of the week or make a comment or just go, hey, Billiam, what's up? And I'll tell you what's up at the moment whenever you tweet me, because right now I'm recording a show. You can contact me through my email, BilliamReviews at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at BilliamSWN. And as always, don't forget to hit up the other shows on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network that is Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle. Well, with that out of the way, let's get into the first segment, which as always is the news. According to The Wrap, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige says that there are plans for a Miss Marvel movie after Captain Marvel has been introduced to the world. And you know what, to be honest, I won't expect to see any movement on this for at least a few years. Marvel will probably want Miss Marvel to be a part of their next phase once Avengers is out of the way, and once all of their current phase movies are done, and then they'll introduce new people and then keep going and keep ruling the box office. Miss Marvel debuted February 2014 and is the first Muslim character to have her own comic book for the Marvel brand. Next in the news, Variety reported that director David Leitch, or Leitch, L-E-I-T-C-H, however you say that, talked about the development of the X-Force movie. According to him, writer and director Drew Goddard is at work on the script. Drew Goddard has worked on a lot of great shit. He's worked on Buffy, Angel, Alias, Lost, The Martian, Netflix's Daredevil, and he wrote and directed Cabin in the Woods. Excuse me, co-wrote. So all I have to say is... Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Another variety story, Simon Kinberg said that the Gambit movie may start filming as early as this summer. He said that they have a script and that both he and Channing Tatum love it. I have high hopes for this film. Uh, Call me a fool, uh, honestly, but I do. I like Channing Tatum a lot. My only fear is that Simon Kinberg is a hit or miss producer and writer. He's done absolute shit. He's done X-Men Apocalypse, X-Men The Last Stand, and Fantastic Four, but he's also done good stuff like X-Men Days of Future Past, Sherlock Holmes, and Star Wars Rebels. So hopefully he doesn't screw the pooch on this one. Only time will tell how this will turn out and how wrong or right I am. And finally in the news, you may have already heard actress Margot Kidder has passed away at the age of 69. She was best known for her role as Lois Lane in Christopher Reeve's Superman movies. No cause of death as of recording this, but it is known that she had dealt with mental illness in her later years. And that's all the news I noticed. As always, if I missed a if I missed a story, let me know. If I miss a trailer in the trailer trove, let me know. Just hit me up, contact me. I won't bite. Well, anyway, let's step out of the news and into our next segment, which is the trailer trove. Avast, and welcome to the Trailer Trove. All right, everyone, we have a good-looking trove. We have a first trailer for The Predator. This is the Shane Black reboot of the 80s sci-fi action classic. This film stars Yvonne Strahovski, Olivia Munn, Keegan-Michael Key, Edward James Olmos, Alfie Allen and Jacob Tremblay. Shane Black, of course, was in the original Predator movie. He was one of the cannon fodder soldiers. Is this movie going to be any good? It's hard to tell from just this first trailer. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, We'll wait for trailer two, trailer three, and then then we'll have a better idea of what it's going to be like. And for once in her career, Olivia Munn doesn't look terrible. Yvonne Strahovski, great. Keegan-Michael Key, 
looking fantastic. Everyone else looks good. So we will see on September 14th. The Spy Who Dumped Me has a second trailer, and I'm still just as down as I was the first time. This is the action comedy starring Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon, and it looks pretty funny. This is one of those movies that you'll know from one look at the trailer if it's your jam or not. Did you like Man From U.N.C.L.E.? Did you like the other guys? Then you'll like this. This has an August 3rd release date. Searching has a first trailer, and I like what I'm seeing. We have a thriller mystery about a 15-year-old girl who goes missing, and her computer-savvy father searches for clues and tries to help the cops by making a timeline of her whereabouts the last few days by talking to her friends and searching through Facebook. From the looks of the trailer, this mostly takes place on a computer screen. You'll see John Cho in a minimized screen on the side while he searches for anything. This also stars Deborah Messing, and this has a release date of August 3rd. And ladies and gentlemen, Gotti has a new trailer, and it looks just as good as the first one did. This is the film where John Travolta plays the legendary mob boss John Gotti, and it's all about how he rose to the top and stayed at the top for so long before he was finally taken down. This is actually directed by Kevin Connolly, who is E from Entourage, and has a June 15th release date. If you never watched Entourage and you watched The Notebook, he was the friend that was killed. Did anyone here watch the Tremors TV show trailer and think, wow, that looks pretty cool? Well, too bad, because sci-fi canceled it already. Yep, the Kevin Bacon-led show has already been canceled before it even got to be a thing. Watch the trailer if you want. It would have been dumb, but ultimately fun. I, I really liked the look of it. I couldn't wait. And then um, I remembered that they canceled it because f sci-fi. Actually, just f all of the big four, because all, all they really do is have these shows that are just the same as every other show out there. They have a couple interesting shows, and then they'll cancel them after a few seasons because it doesn't have the huge following that their mind-numbing other shows do. And then they just replace them with more of the f***ing same, and it, it infuriates me. And it's kind of a double-edged sword, because I don't watch the big four any shows they have that I like, I will watch on Hulu, I'll watch on Netflix, or I'll pirate it somehow. And yes, I probably, and people like me, are part of the downfall of these shows, but I'm tired of getting invested in a show that is just going to get canceled. Like, oh, this is a really great and original show. Oh, two seasons later, canceled. What's that? Another cop drama that's just like all of the others. Like, have you seen that f***ing show, Instinct? It's just Castle. It's just every other show where there's some, where there's some person who is like some brilliant ass partnered with a cop and then they make a show out of it and they're all the same. Like, I have seen new episodes of NCIS and some of these other shows, and I have guessed the ending. I saw my family was watching it, and I go, oh, this is who did it, and this is how. Or not even how, maybe this just is who did it, and this was why. And I walk off, and turns out I'm right. Because these shows aren't original. They're not good. They are just comfortable. They're comfortable for people who don't want to think. And it's, that's great. If, if that's your thing, that is great. Watch them. But... All the networks placate to these people so much that anything good, anything original gets destroyed. And then they have to find second homes on Netflix, on Hulu. And that is why Netflix and Hulu, Amazon Prime, they are going to eventually win. Okay, and, and with that rant out of the way that if, if you've listened to the show for a while, you've heard many times. But with that out of the way, let's step out of the trailer trove and step into our first break where we hear word from our friends at... Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Stay tuned. 
Are you troubled by a lack of common interest in your social sphere? Do you experience feelings of nostalgic sentiment in your day-to-day -day life? Do your family or coworkers not understand your quotes, quips, or references? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up the phone and download the nerdiest professionals in the galaxy. Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Our nerdy and informative hosts are available 24 hours a day on your favorite podcast app to fill all your super nerdy needs. Good, Good journey, journey, nerds. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio, Future Flicks with Billiam, and Nerds of the Squared Circle on iTunes, SoundCloud, your favorite podcast app, or stream us at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. I am drinking a spiked Arnold Palmer, and it is uh, one of the worst things I've ever had in my mouth as far as the drink goes. But I'm going to drink it anyway because it was really large and um, I paid for it. And, you know, I, I thought I was going to love it because I love Arnold Palmers. They're one of my favorite non-alcoholic drinks. And, um, no, this is this is like someone drank an Arnold Palmer, drank some whiskey, and then vomited it back into a can. That's what I'm drinking now. Oh, God, it's awful. Anyway, let's step into the limited releases. We have uh, we have a few of them. Uh, it, this is actually a big week for movies, as in there are a lot of them. As far as interesting one goes, we have fewer of them but let's start with a straight to dvd movie and i don't always talk about straight to dvd movies i really don't i don't talk about straight to dvd or straight to netflix movies a lot because i have three sources i have imdb i have movie insider and i have first showing so those are the three sources i use for movies and they rarely talk about straight to dvds and straight to netflix movies so when they do get mentioned on these sites then then that's when i talk about them Anyway, this movie is called The Manor. This is a, again, straight to DVD movie about Amy Hunter, a young woman who has visions of a demon telling her what to do and the doctor who tries to cure her. This stars Christina Robinson from Dexter and former WWE superstar Kevin Nash, who is also in Magic Mike. If you don't remember, he was the old man who didn't belong there. I don't know, unless naked old men is your thing, unless you really wanted to look like what would happen if a naked mole rat stayed in the water too long, then check out Kevin Nash's dick. I, I don't know. I don't know what floats your boat. And, um... I will say a quick word about this because sometimes there are some hidden gems in straight-to-DVD horrors, but uh, this this is not one of them. Dark Crimes is the next movie. This is about a detective who is at the end of his rope when he takes on a case about finding a criminal who's been raping and murdering women. A popular crime writer is the lead suspect, but can the detective catch the criminal before he spirals out of control? This stars Jim Carrey, of all people, from Dumb and Dumber. This basically looks like Jim Carrey saw Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal and goes, yeah, I kind of want to do something like that. So he decided to make a movie that's darker than Jeffrey Dahmer at a leper colony. And, and this movie just feels too try-hardy for me uh, to be any good. Watch a trailer. Maybe it will resonate somehow with you. But for me, I, I couldn't care less. Next up on the list is a movie called First Reformed. A former military chaplain loses his son who was an American soldier in the Middle East. One day, Mary, a member of his congregation, calls him and asks him to come over. Her husband has committed suicide and she finds a bomb vest hidden in his things. She believes that he was going to blow himself up. This stars Ethan Hawke from Daybreakers, Amanda Seyfried from Mamma Mia, and Cedric the Entertainer from Barbershop. 
And this almost made it on the next part of the show on the wider releases and good limiteds just based off that cast of Ethan Hawke and Amanda Seyfried and Cedric the Entertainer looks really good in this. The trouble is it just looks boring and another movie that's trying to be really dark but it's not letting it come out naturally. It's trying to force it on you like some high school goth. It's not just a phase mom. This is who I am now. Yeah, f*** you first reformed. You're trying too hard. I can tell, you hot topic bitch. If you're a fan of these actors, maybe put this on your list. Maybe. Next up is a film called On Chisel Beach. Florence and Edward get married. They're about to consummate their marriage when Edward gets excited and finishes before the deed can even begin. Florence is disgusted and runs out saying she never wants to have sex. The two separate and we get a glimpse back at their short relationship. This stars Saoirse Ronan from Lady Bird, Billy Howell from Dunkirk, and Emily Watson from Punch Drunk Love. And what the f*** Saoirse Ronan, what is with this f***ing weird movies you do? So basically, this man and woman get married, he comes on her before they even have sex, and she's like, oh my god, I'm so disgusted, I never want to have sex, and then they break up, like, what the f*** is this? There are some things I, I really want to know about the plot, like, did they ever discuss sex first? Like, was it him ejaculating on her? What caused her to never want to have sex? Or has she always been against sex? Because there are people like that. I forgot what the term for them is, but there's some people who are just like, no, thank you. Never. I can't remember the term, but you know, there's terms for everything these days. All right. Google Foo helped me. Asexual. So anyway, the reason I was thinking of that is because if she was asexual, this never came up. There are a million reasons that this is a stupid plot. So either they're both stupid because they never communicate about this beforehand. He's stupid because maybe he overreacts when it happens causing her to freak out and doesn't understand her freak out. Or she's stupid because she's freaking out about something that happens and then they're going to make a whole movie. So it's basically premature ejaculation, the movie. There you go. This is basically some bullshit literature novel that gets I got turned into a movie. All right, let's move on before I go on another rant. Champion is the next movie. A Korean arm wrestler champion raised in the United States returns to South Korea for a tournament that could return him to his former glory. As he works his way up the ranks, he meets the biological family he never knew. This is a Korean movie starring Dong Sik Ma from Train to Busan. And finally, the final limited release I want to talk about is called Pope Francis, A Man of His Word. This is a documentary about Pope Francis, go figure, right? Who travels the world speaking to those in need. And um, that's it. That's all you need to know about that movie. If you're, if you're down, watch it. The amazing thing about Pope Francis is that he's, he seems to be the first Pope in a while that's brought a lot of people together. There are a lot of non-Catholics out there who are like, yeah, this guy, this guy is pretty awesome. But anyway, that is it for the limited releases. Let us take another break before we get into the other movies. So let's pause for a word from our friends at Nerds of the Squared Circle. Stay tuned. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Join me, Snarf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! Yeah! Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. Someone to read a comms, Nerds of the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds of the Squared Circle on someonenerdy.com.
All right, we have a, we have an odd movie that I'm going to mention before we get into the wider releases and interesting limited section. And that movie is How to Talk to Girls at Parties. Three punk rock teens visit a party in a London suburb hoping to get lucky. Instead, they stumble upon a group of aliens experiencing Earth for the first time. N meets Zahn, a beautiful young woman who becomes infatuated with the idea of the punk lifestyle and leaves with him. Her people want her back, but Zan loves what she finds, and it turns into a story of punks versus aliens. This stars Elle Fanning from Neon Demon, Nicole Kidman from Moulin Rouge, and Matt Lucas from Little Britain. And this, this movie belongs in the middle ground between limited release lame movies and movies you should go see. Because there are parts of the trailer that I loved and I really wanted to see it and other parts that just completely lost me. This movie seems like it's straddling the line oh so close of a really cool movie and a try-hard indie flick. And if you're not familiar with me, if you're not familiar with this show, usually when I talk about indie movies and I use the word as a negative, I'm talking about those movies that really feel like they try too hard. So much so that it feels like they're not being honest. If the movie would give some douchebag from Sundance a wet dream, then I am probably not interested. Anne and I just talked about Lady Bird and how she really wants to see it. She's not sure she wants to watch it with me because I might be too negative about it the whole time. But I'm interested in seeing it just because some people I, I really trust said it was great. But the trailer just put me off so much. Because it just seemed like this story that unrelatable, unrealistic people. And I, I just had no interest in it. But I, now I want to know if it was just a case of a bad trailer. This movie, How to Talk to Girls at Parties, could have suffered from the same thing. It could have just been a poorly put together trailer and it could be amazing because this is based on a short story by Neil Gaiman. So if you're if you love American Gods, Neverwhere, um, Good Omens, then hey, hell, check this out. All right, everyone. Now we're officially getting into the limited good movies and the wider releases. Let's start with Cargo. A family hides from the zombie apocalypse in their houseboat in Australia. One day, Andy's wife gets infected and turns. She bites Andy, and after he kills her, he has 48 hours to find a safe place for his infant daughter before he, too, turns into a zombie. This stars Martin Freeman from Sherlock, and this is a Netflix movie. This is getting some screen time, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be a limited screen release, but it is coming out on Netflix on the 18th, so check it out. You have literally nothing to lose but, like, what, hour and a half, two hours of your time? And unless you're like Ryan Seacrest or Chris Hardwick, you can spare that. Hell, even those two people can spare it, but they don't know any better. And at least Chris Hardwick can admit to the fact that he works too much. But anyway, this looks good. Uh, this looks good because they find a new or they found a new spin on the zombie topic or the, the zombie movie. And that's really what it takes these days. I mean, if, if they release just another normal zombie movie, I would still see it and I would like it. But for mass appeal, there's going to need to be something different. And I think this movie has it. Cargo gets an 8 out of 11. Next up this week is a movie called Show Dogs. Max, a macho, solitary Rottweiler police dog, is ordered to go undercover as a primped show dog in a prestigious dog show along with his human partner to avert a disaster from happening. This stars Will Arnett from Arrested Development and RuPaul from RuPaul's Drag Race. 
It also features the voices of Alan Cumming, Stanley Tucci, Shaquille O'Neal, Gabriel Iglesias, and Ludacris. And no, God no, don't see this movie. This looks terrible. This looks like someone threw a bigger budget at an Air Buddies movie. It's easy, tired jokes, even a tired pairing. Let's imagine the Rottweiler's human and being played by the actor who's voicing him, so it's ludicrous. So we have the street smart and always cool ludicrous and the dorky white guy, Will Arnett. This movie is just terrible and shouldn't be watched by anyone. If If you have a family and want to go see a movie, watch something else. Skip the movies this week. Rent something, watch something on Netflix or Hulu, do anything else but watch this. This looks absolutely stupid. Watch Beverly Hills Chihuahua, it'd be cheaper. And it's the same stupid sh**. I, I was stupid, and I thought we were past these movies. I thought these movies and, and stupid crap like this was far behind us, but we're not. We're, we're not beyond that. This comes to us from Raja Gosnell the famed director of Big Mama's House, Home Alone 3, and Smurfs. So, yay, you can see what kind of bullshit this is going to be. And the two writers, Max Botkin and Mark Hyman, yeah, Hyman, should be embarrassed. I mean, they're probably super embarrassed rolling around in all the money they made from this. But still, this is utter garbage that shouldn't be watched by anyone. And is this okay that we have this dog that's usually associated with scary shit? or being some gang member's dog, and being voiced by a black guy, and being given black characteristics. That's okay? Really? I really don't get what's okay and what people give a shit about anymore. I don't get it. People nowadays really pick and choose what they're offended over, and I think it's bullshit. Let's wrap this up, and let me say, don't see this movie. At all. Show Dogs gets a 2 out of 11. Next up on the list... And the final movie before we hit the pick of the week is a movie called Book Club. Four lifelong friends have their lives forever changed after reading Fifty Shades of Grey in their monthly book club. This stars Diane Keaton from Annie Hall, Jane Fonda from Barbarella, Candace Bergen from Murphy Brown, Mary Steenburgen from The Proposal, Andy Garcia from Ocean's Eleven, Craig T. Nelson from The Proposal, Don Johnson from Nash Bridges, Alicia Silverstone from Batman and Robin, Richard Dreyfuss from Mr. Holland's Opus, and Ed Bagley Jr. from A Mighty Wind. All right, it happened. I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for a movie to be based around the housewife reaction to Fifty Shades of Grey. And and here it is. I mean, if you want to watch a movie about a group of women coming together, there are a million different better ones to watch. If you've watched them all and still want to watch one, then yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Watch this. It has some really good actors or uh, actresses in it. Diane Keaton, legendary. Candace Bergen. Uh, Murphy Brown was a great show. Mary Steenburgen, Andy Garcia, everyone I said. And Jane Fonda's in it too. And she looks like if someone tried to stretch real live skin over the Crypt Keeper. And I pick on her for that because she's basically a terrible human being and is, uh, from all reports I've heard, horrible to work with. She's a, she was in that movie Monster-in-Law with J-Lo, and J-Lo was supposed to be terrible to work with, but I guess has learned her lesson since then. I've, I haven't heard any stories about her being awful since then, but apparently her and Jane Fonda on the set together was god-awful. So, so let's ignore all that bullshit 
in the 70s with with Jane Fonda and her and her political BS. Okay, let's put that aside. I never thought she was that good. And I think her early career, I I, I do think she's learned how to act since then, but her early career was based 100% on her looks. And of course, it happened a lot back then, you know, uh, a some scummy douchebag guy would find some beautiful young woman and go, oh, I can I can make you a star. And you all know where that goes. We've heard the Harvey Weinstein story, but she's still going. People still employ her, even though she has this terrible reputation of being just a horrid bitch. And you know what? Maybe uh, I will I will be honest. There is there is always a chance that it's all hearsay, that there is the chance that it's all just rumors. And maybe she is a a pinnacle of humanity, but I, I still don't think she's that good. And she probably makes children cry. I just just look at her. Okay, that's mean. But let's move on. No, I, I, I'm not going to see this movie. I have no, no need to see this. The only reason I would see it is if Anne wanted to go and I would go see it with her. But if you out there want to see a movie with a female cast that's really good, you there's a bunch of them out there. Just a simple Google search and a... And a, of all places, a Cosmopolitan article shows a bunch. Pitch Perfect, First Wives Club, if you remember that one, with uh, Diane Keaton, Goldie Hawn, Bette Midler. We have Now and Then, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, Mean Girls, Bridesmaids, A League of Their Own, Steel Magnolias, Little Women, Waiting to Exhale. There's a shit ton. But I have to be honest, this one doesn't look entertaining. It looks tired. It looks like they tried way too hard to turn a shitty series of books into a movie. I mean, they've already done that. They've already started that series of books into a movie, but now they turned the target audience of that series of books into a movie, and it, it just looks sad and, and pathetic. Book Club gets a 4 out of 11. And finally, the pick of the week. Yes, it is Deadpool 2. Nothing even came close to it. This was a very bad week as far as quality of movie goes, with only two movies I would ever see. Okay, maybe three if you count the documentary on Pope Francis. But let's talk about Deadpool 2. The time-traveling mutant Cable is after a young boy, and Deadpool wants to protect him. The Merc with a Mouth gathers a team of superheroes and Peter to save the day. This stars Josh Brolin from Avengers Infinity War, Ryan Reynolds, Morena Baccarin, and TJ Miller from the previous Deadpool movie. Oh, and Brianna Hildebrand, too, who is Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Also has Bill Skarsgård from It, Zazie Beetz from Atlanta, Terry Crews from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Louis Tan from Into the Badlands, and Julian Dennison from Hunt for the Wilder People. And this is it. This is obviously the pick of the week. There was nothing else that that it could have been. The first Deadpool was amazing. It pulled no punches and you knew what you were getting into from the trailers. You were getting into a movie that didn't care if it offended you. You were getting into a movie that was funny, that had action in it, that broke the fourth wall a shit ton and a, a brutal movie too. And Deadpool is actually the best example that I know of in the recent comic book movies of an anti-hero, of a true anti-hero. Because some some people could make the the argument that, oh, Wolverine's not a great guy. Well, no, he's just kind of an ass. Doesn't make him an antihero. Deadpool is an antihero. And the big fear with number two was that the 
fact that they lost the original director and the bigger budget would ruin the movie. And the, the director being lost is an obvious reason to be scared, but the bigger budget, a lot of people were scared that the movie would lose its charm. As Deadpool 1 was being made, it was losing funding. And so they had to do what they could with what they had. And that is why at the end of the first one, he leaves the weapons in the car. That is why. It was originally supposed to be this huge battle, but they lost their funding. This one had no funding problems because Deadpool was such a smash hit, breaking records all over the place. And then so it made the studio go, oh, maybe we should pay attention to this. Maybe we should give a sh and the great thing about this is it, it was really different. Yes, it was a comic book movie, but it was so different from any others. This and Logan. Logan was really different too, albeit Logan a lot more serious, Deadpool a big comedy, but Deadpool showed us that not all superhero movies had to be all that similar. And even though I love all the others, I love all the other Marvel movies, I love all the DC movies, even the ones that aren't great, I still love them, I still can objectively look at them and go, wow, these are all similar. While Deadpool did have similarities with those, it's different enough to stand out. And two looks just as good, if not even a little better than the first one. Reviews are already coming in and people are already saying that they either like it just as much or more than the first. And personally, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what boundaries they push. I can't wait to see all the jokes. I can't wait to see Shatterstar of all people. And also, I can't wait to see the wonderful ways I'll show Domino's power. Because I'll be honest, Domino was never one of my favorite uh, comic book characters growing up because I never understood the power much. Now as an adult and getting into like role-playing games and a, a game called Mutants and Masterminds, which is a superhero game in the D20 system, I realize how great luck is. But, but anyway, that's enough nerding out of overpowers. This just looks fun. This looks like a great action comedy that can be enjoyed by all adults. And you know what? Just try and spread the word to your friends and people you know, and just try and say it out loud in public places when you're talking about it, just so people know not to bring your f***ing kids to Deadpool. When I went and saw it, there's some teenagers there. Okay, and sure, yeah, a teenager at the movie, whatever. But I heard way too many cases of parents getting upset because they would take their little kid to it, thinking like, oh, it's going to be like Avengers. And if you do that, you are a fucking moron and you deserve to be smacked upside the head. I have no sympathy for people who do something like that. Your kid wants to go see a movie? How about you watch a trailer first? How about you look into the movie a little first? But for the rest of us, we need to see this movie because it is going to be great. I actually think it will be better than Avengers Infinity War, though we have to admit it's a different beast from Avengers Infinity War. Deadpool 2 is the movie to see this week, and Deadpool 2 gets an 11 out of 11. Well, that is it for the movies, everyone. Let's take one more break before we get into the question of the week and wrap this up. So as always, here is a final word from our friends at the Watch Your Mouth podcast. Stay tuned. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever interneting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth podcast employ a different approach. 
wall-to-wall filthy fucking language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, the did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every fucked up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of fucks and garnished with a crown of Shut the fuck up! How the f*** did we get here? Fuck all that goddamn jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. All right, and we are back, and we're ready for the question of the week. So normally I ask a question of the week. Next week I go over any answers I got. But last week I didn't get any answers for the previous week, so I extended it one more week, gave everyone another chance, and we got a couple answers. So to reiterate, the question of the week for the past two weeks was, you get to pick a genre, a lead actor, and a lead actress. Give me your movie. The first answer I got was from a co-worker named Jordy, and she said uh, she's the one who actually didn't give an actress. She just gave an actor and a genre. She said a horror starring Steve Buscemi. And you know what? I would love to see that. And for some reason, I would either want to see Naomi Harris or Tara G. P. Henson play opposite him. I I don't know why, but I would love the idea of Steve Buscemi being a, okay, not a straight up comedic character, but just a little off the wall and either Harris or Henson playing the quote unquote straight man. For some reason, I just think that would be awesome. But uh, Jordy's official answer was Steve Buscemi in a horror. Uh, Jordy actually doesn't listen to the show, but I thought I would mention her answer because I, I really liked it. So now let's go on to people who actually listen. First, we turn to SoundCloud. We got Frat Matt. Frat Matt said Idris Elba and Naomi Harris. Oh, sh- I didn't realize I did that. Maybe I already read it and that's where I got Naomi Harris from. Okay, either way, Idris Elba and Naomi Harris in a James Bond film. Of course, Naomi Harris already in Bond films. She plays Money Penny, a new badass Money Penny. But yeah, that'd be really good. Lots of people have been wanting Idris Elba for Bond for a while, and I think I think that would be really good. Just because for me at least, and apparently Frat Matt as well, the color of James Bond's skin doesn't matter. He's still British. He's still badass, and that's what's important. And there's still time. They did sign on. Daniel Craig for one more Bond film for Bond 25 because even though he doesn't like the mo- doing the movies anymore he did say if they threw an obscene amount of money at him he would do it again so I guess they did they threw a lot of money at him so we'll see who is in Bond 26 and next we got an answer on Twitter Twitter from Brian Q who says and I quote I would like a sequel to Time Bandits starring Peter Dinklage and Betty White And sorry, uh, Brian Q, I just went down and liked all of the replies because I saw the first one. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. And just now am I seeing the other ones. And uh, I apologize for not saying anything back to you. So his next answer is a buddy cop movie starring Will Smith and Will Smith losing his mind to drugs, alcohol and corruption. And, you know, I'm just going to read everything he said in all these tweets. Um, He says the original director of Bad Lieutenant once said that if Werner Herzog remade it, he would remake Fitzcarraldo into a movie about a couple of immigrants attempting to push a hot dog stand across town. I would like to see Mystery Science Theater 3000 with Nicolas Cage watching Nicolas Cage movies, excluding Raising Arizona. That's a good movie. So basically you want to see a full length feature film of Shia LaBeouf reacting to Shia LaBeouf movies. 
but with Nicolas Cage. And I dig that. He says, I would like a good Tarzan movie because there has yet to be one. Emma Watson as Jane and probably an unknown as Tarzan, someone who fits the part visually. And in the last Tarzan movie's defense, I actually liked it. It was silly and over the top as a blockbuster, but I thought Alexander Skarsgård did a good job. He says, I would like to see a movie about becoming a man. Two friends or lovers and one dies in the first half and the second one comes to terms in the second half. But this ultimately feels, oh, sorry, I read that wrong. But this is ultimately a feel-good movie, maybe starring Channing Tatum and Ian Somerhalder. He goes on to say, a short film about AMSR and the sound that sunlight makes as it warms Megan Fox's fine belly hairs or go drop and make it a British documentary a la Planet Earth style. And finally, he rounds it all out with, I would like to see a movie set as a dystopian future, set as a cowboy western starring Christina Aguilera and Bruce Campbell. I, I would watch all of those. Let's wrap this up. Anne said that she would like a horror starring Emily Blunt and Timothy Oliphant, which I would love because Timothy Oliphant is amazing and Emily Blunt is actually in my answer. So my answer for this is I would like a sci-fi movie starring Ewan McGregor and Emily Blunt. Ewan McGregor and Emily Blunt already starred in a movie together. It was called Salmon Fishing in the Yemen. My other favorite actor, Matt Damon, was also in a movie with Emily Blunt. That was The Adjustment Bureau. Emily Blunt has already done sci-fi. She's done Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise. She's already done action. She was in Sicario. She's already done a musical. She was in Into the Woods. Basically, she's done everything, and she is amazing. And coming up, she's going to be in Jungle Cruise with The Rock. So, yay. She's going to be in everything, and we love her in everything. Well, it's time for a new question of the week. And I have to say, I am really stumped on this one. And I kind of just thought of a question, and this one may be a little hard. So it wouldn't surprise me if no one answered this. And if no one answers this, I'm not going to wait another week because it's not like this one's an easy question. So here we go. It was known around the time of Deadpool 1 that... It was hard for them to be able to get the permission, basically, to do an R movie. In your opinion, is there any movie that would have been better or at least more interesting or enjoyable as an R-rated film? So, of course, this is a movie that could be rated G, PG, PG-13, that you think would be either made better or more entertaining by being rated R. Oh, crap, and I forgot to say I got an answer from my mother. She doesn't listen to the show either, but uh, I, I just want to be a good son and mention it. She said Chris Pine and Cameron Diaz in a mystery. Well, anyway, let's wrap this up with the housekeeping. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast app, as well as the somewhat nerdy website that's somewhatnerdy.com. I'd really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating. And guess what? Guess how many stars I would like? I would like five stars, please. Give me all the stars. Oh, who am I kidding? I can't even do it half as good as Danger can. But you get the point. And why? Because it helps the podcast grow. The more five-star reviews, the better it is for the network. So leave me, leave Nerds of the Squared Circle, leave Somewhat Nerdy Radio five stars, and then leave a comment. Tell me what I'm doing right. Tell me what you think I need to improve on. And how do you reach me? How do you answer the question of the week or just leave a comment? That is a great question. Leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy website or Facebook page. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at BilliamSWN. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle 
podcasts also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast, great friends of the show. I haven't mentioned them in a while, and I'm sorry, but the Uncore Gamers are still going. I just can't find a lot of time to be on their show anymore because, well, marriage. And don't forget to check out the Somewhat Nerdy site for all of our latest blogs and news. And finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, my future fans, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future.